Welcome to Feel Better, Be Better. I am your host, Dinara, and I'm on a mission to help you support your health and reconnect with your body so you can thrive as you go through life. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode four of Feel Better, Be Better. How are you? I am amazing, considering that today is day 24 of my cycle. And if you're like, what is she talking about? I want to elaborate on what day 24 of your cycle can actually look like. Because if you aren't aware of what happens in your cycle, day 24 sometimes can take you by surprise. For some women, day 24 is when they feel this most pronounced feeling of your inner critic. And your inner critic is basically this voice that comes in your head and just criticizes everything you do. And what this may look like is basically out of nowhere, you wake up and that's the day when your negative self-talk is just dialed up to a maximum. You might be extra self-critical of yourself, of your job, of your abilities, of your relationship, you name it. Your inner critic will probably criticize it. And when you are aware that this happens, you will be able just to be so much more forgiving towards yourself. Because at the end of the day, it's all about understanding and having compassion towards yourself. Yet when you don't know this happens, you can feel quite down. And sometimes it takes a few days to come back from all that self-imposed beating. And I think (laughs) as women, some of us can win a gold medal when it comes to criticizing ourselves. And if you take away anything from this podcast is that once you understand your body and your hormones and just the effect that it has on your mental and physical health, life will get so much easier. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. And one of the ways I deal with the inner critic is I don't fight it. And I recommend you don't fight it either. What you should rather do is just acknowledge its presence. You can even give it a funny name. Mine is called Gertrude. (laughs) If I ever feel the oncoming effect of this negativity around day 24 of my cycle, I'm like, hi, Gertrude. Okay, I've been waiting for you. Welcome. Here you go. Criticize away. Me and my inner critic go way back, probably just like yours. However, I have to say that since really knowing my cycle, supporting each phase of my cycle with proper nutrition, movement, my lifestyle that it's now become, and just honestly loving my body and learning to develop compassion towards myself, my inner critic has really calmed down. There are certainly cycles when it gets louder, and then there are other times, yet I have this, nowadays, my cycle is with the inner critic is practically non-existent, which is why today I'm in the day 24 of my cycle, yet I feel so much better than I remember feeling back in the days when I didn't know what my body was doing. 
this time used to be super challenging time of the month. I used to be emotional. I was anxious. I was bloated. And I was just really moody and irritable for practically, I'm not joking, yeah, no reason. And after truly reconnecting with my body through understanding my menstrual cycle, I just don't have it as much. And today I'm much more upbeat. And if you're somebody who is like I used to be, and you're struggling with the PMS time specifically with moods, anxiety, or a lot of physical symptoms like bloating and retention, if you're somebody that lose, loses up to 10 days, maybe two weeks, just do discomfort associated with your cycle. I want you to know that it doesn't have to be this way. And you can absolutely change that. And if you're really ready to stop fighting with your body for almost third to half of the month, if you're ready to reconnect, I invite you to apply to my group coaching course the doors for which are open right now, it's called Hormonal Peace. And this program is focused specifically on reconnecting you with your body by understanding your menstrual cycle. Because when you reconnect with your body and support it holistically, your moods level up, your energy stabilizes, your anxiety disappears, you feel more vibrant, and even losing weight becomes so much easier. And this is something as women, we need to do as soon as possible if we want to live life full of energy, vibrancy, and self-compassion. So if you're like, why day 24? Well, it can actually vary depending on the length of your cycle. But the reason that usually it falls on day 24 is because my cycle is fairly regular as far as the length. It's about 28, 29 days. But if your cycle falls in anywhere between 25 to 35 days, just know that it's completely normal. And sort of within those days, the day 24 is usually when your hormone that's called estrogen begins to decline and it drops Estrogen actually travels together with the neurotransmitter that's called serotonin. They're kind of like a pair, like Bonnie and Clyde. They basically depend on each other. And when estrogen drops, your serotonin drops as well. And you may have heard of serotonin as your happy mood neurotransmitter or happy mood hormone. So when it drops, you basically feel this shift in your mood, hence the inner critic. And again, learning to eat in sync with your cycle, move, support your lifestyle, those drops will subside very much so, and making you feel just much more stable every single month, which is how every woman should feel. And we could spend an episode talking about this alone, but what I really want to dedicate this episode today is talk about setting intention. And as you know, female's body is cyclical. Thanks to our menstrual cycle, our energy is cyclical, our appetite is cyclical. Basically, our entire lives sort of run on this cycle because our hormones ebb and flow on the 28-ish day schedule. And the beauty of that is that every month you get to start again. You have 
four phases of your menstrual cycle. And each of those phases correlates to a seasons in nature. And it doesn't actually correlate to seasons, but it's easier to remember it that way. And also it's easier to associate how you really feel in your body. So your period or your menstrual phase is kind of like your inner winter, the phase that follows your period, that time after your period for about a week to 10 days is called the follicular phase. And that resembles this resembles the spring energy as it sort of comes up and you get excited. Phase, phase after that is when you are in your ovulation. And this is like your inner summer. And then you sort of wrap up your cycle after ovulation, you go into luteal phase, which is kind of like your inner autumn or your inner fall when your energy switches from this outgoing into more internal energy. And then you get to begin again. And I think it's a beautiful metaphor for just knowing that you get to start again and have that new beginning. And this is something that actually women can truly enjoy, both physically and energetically. I also think first of the month sometimes can have a very similar energy. So it's just like the beginning of your cycle. So it's like the beginning of the year has this new energy, the beginning of the month, the beginning of the cycle. And I like to set an intention for a new cycle just because I know how much it plays, my cycle specifically plays with my energy. And sometimes that intention can be the same from cycle to cycle, or it can change. And the reason that I like intention more than I like, let's say, resolution, for example, is because resolutions, I feel like they come from a place of I'm not enough. Like, for example, let's take the most popular resolution of the new year, which is to lose weight. The underlying message of that resolution is usually I'm not happy with my body. And if I was skinnier, I'd be happy. Therefore, I need to lose weight. And here's the deal. You actually don't get happier when you lose weight. <laughs> Shocker. I know this because I've lost weight multiple times through extreme dieting habits, and I never felt happier once I lost the weight. If anything, I felt miserable and hungry. And the only time where I actually felt happy once I lost weight is when I did it, when I worked with my cycle, and it sort of reduced the inflammation and the weight just melted off. And it, by working with my cycle, it wasn't that I was depriving, it was very gentle. And I was becoming gentler with myself overall, as I was learning the magic of what my female body goes through on a monthly basis. And through that process, I learned to love my body in any size. And so when I lost weight, yes, my size got smaller, but my love for my body remained the same. So Side message here, if you do want to love your body, it doesn't matter the size, you're going to have to start now with what you have today. And that's how you're going to continue going on for the rest of your life. And it's just so much easier that way. So when I talk about um, intention, the reason that I like setting them is because they give a direction to my cycle. And usually intention don't tend to come from a place of not enough. 
And actually, I pulled the definition of intention, and its definition is an aim or a plan. This way, the, the specific way that I'm going to share with you how I sent my intention for the new cycle is I like to determine how I would like to feel this new cycle. And the reason that I go after a feeling is because how we feel generates our actions. And it's by taking those actions that we create results. Pretty obvious, right? So the intention for this new cycle that I'm setting, I'm on day 24, so my cycle will begin in about four days, is fun. I will tell you why I chose fun. I have three values in my company, and those are continuous learning, love, and fun. And anything I do or commit to usually goes through those through that filter. And it really makes it easier to make decisions. And I usually ask, am I going to learn something here from doing this process? And it can be honestly anything. And I think when I think about love, especially when it comes to my work, I often think about you, my people that listen to me, people that follow me or my clients. And I think speaking to you from the place of encouraging you to love yourself, but also showing you how loving yourself and supporting your body can really make a big change in how you view yourself, but also how you feel. And sort of learning and love those feelings naturally wrap into my work and it doesn't require too much effort. However, what I've noticed is that sometimes I just get too wrapped up in work and I just forget to have fun. I push through presentations that I need to make, maybe deadlines that I need to meet. And sometimes I just catch myself doing things just honestly for the sake of it. And I'm like, I'm not actually having any fun. And I believe that if you aren't having fun, then why do it at all? And I know that sounds a bit crazy, but hear me out. In my case, my job is incredible in the sense that I get to help women like you connect with their bodies. I get you to improve your relationship with your periods, to reclaim your powerful female body. And yes, we learn a lot of evidence-based and sciencey things, but this isn't school. Learning has to be fun. And when the learning is fun, is just, first of all, it's you will more likely to remember it and you also will be more likely to apply it in your life. And I just, in general, believe in having as much fun as we have, as we can, both in life and at work. So I want to become more conscious of it and I want to bring more of it into my work. And you know, Tony Robbins has this phrase where he says, wherever your focus goes, your energy flows. And I want my focus on making work and also my life fun. Though I think I'm better at actually having fun in life. Work, sometimes I actually need to consciously remind myself of it. And I also want to know that if you want to have more fun in your business or if you work for a company or maybe you're a stay-at-home mom and you want to just add more fun, you can. So how do you have fun? Fun is a feeling. You think about fun, you're like, ah, oh, this is this is fun. Like it's it it it's a feeling, it's an emotion. And when I feel fun, my actions that I might take from it might be something like um creating fun ways for 
create content for you to learn about things. And if you follow me on TikTok, it's my name, Dinara Cage. Sometimes I do some skits that are quite fun and I truly make myself laugh as I create them. And if you follow me on Instagram, you see I often drop some memes with my content. Uh, and when I choose those memes and put the content together to the pictures, I just genuinely have so much fun. And doing those actions as a result of that feeling is makes it more fun for you as well to learn from me. So basically, I win, you win, everyone wins. So that's what creates the feeling of fun. Feelings, um, so the sort of the, the feeling of fun is creates those actions. But what I do want to zero in is like, what does actually create the feeling of fun? So the feelings are actually created by your thoughts. And when you think thoughts like, this is going to be fun, or um, I can be thinking like, I'm going to make this fun, or I can even ask myself how I can make this more fun for myself. That thought will automatically generate the feeling of fun, which, and then as you can generate that feeling, you will ultimately create uh, results for yourself when you take actions from that feeling. I hope I didn't lose you here, but let me repeat that again. The thoughts that you think generate feelings in your body. Those feelings in your body will produce to take you certain actions. Like if you're happy, you will smile more. If you're not happy, you probably won't be smiling more. I'm being very benign here, but this is just to give you an idea, the sort of actions that come naturally from those feelings. It's not something that you have to think about consciously, it just happens. And then those actions generate results. So if you smile at somebody, the result is they smile, they smile back at you. If you don't smile at somebody, the result is you probably don't look at each other. So that's sort of the progression of how our thoughts create our feelings and then create how we behave, the actions that we put forward, and then the results that we create. So my intention comes down to reminding myself to have fun. And you know, I know in a traditional society, fun and work just don't go together. They seem like almost an oxymoron. Yet I want to challenge that. Is that actually true? Where did we learn that? Who made us believe that work has to be hard? I'm a believer that if you can make your work, whatever you do, whether you work for a company or by for yourself, a little bit more fun, you'll just enjoy it so much more. And it's in your power um, to, it's sort of in your, in your power and in your interest to have that because you spend so much time at work or doing work. And because you're the one thinking your thoughts, you can choose your thoughts. They are completely optional and you can think whatever you want to think. And also, when you have fun, you're less stressed and things aren't serious. Or, and I'm not necessarily saying that you should be choosing a word fun, but choose something that feels good to you. The reason that I love my intentions tied in with my cycle is because I know that as my body changes, as my mood changes, I can actually play around with it in each season, in each phase of my cycle. For example, in the first half of my cycle, I'm a bit more social. Maybe it's to this time when it will be more fun for me to go out, to see friends. It'll be fun for me to do things like collaborations, maybe on the podcast 
podcast, maybe interview guests that I want to have on. And then in the second half of the half of my cycle, my fun idea of fun just kind of changes. And this is the time when I usually want to be more alone. And maybe that's the time when I find it fun to do more research on topics that let's say I want to bring to the podcast or share through social media. So you see how it shifts and how it's just such a fun place to work with. And if you want to play with it, I just have one condition that I think you should have. Make sure that your intention comes from the place of sufficiency, also comes from a place of self-compassion and not the place of self-hatred and criticizing yourself. Let's say your emotion that you want to have is maybe organized. And organized is good if you're like, I'm quite happy with who I am, but if I'm more organized, I'll just be so much, um, things will just be so much tidy and I really want to focus on that. And then that makes sense. As opposed to if you want to get organized, if you want to be more organized and that's the intention you want to set because of you feel like I'm just so disorganized right now and you setting an intention in order to fix you in some way. You don't need to be fixed. We're just kind of looking at it as more as an enhancement and giving you a direction. And you're also less likely to enjoy your intention if it comes from a place of dislike and you're more likely to do it if it does come from a place of genuine love for yourself so if you like this and if you want to try and play with intention i would love to know what intention you want to set up for your cycle and in order to uh, connect with me, the best way is to reach out to me through Instagram. So connect with me on Instagram at dinara.mukh and tell me your intention for the next cycle. I would love to know what you guys are working on. Well, that's it for this week. Have a fantastic week and I will chat with you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Feel Better, Be Better podcast. If you enjoyed learning about how to support your body, follow me on Instagram at dinara.mukh for more.